connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2017 and beyond. I am Ryan, with me always is... Brad. And... James. And every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw DC's expanded universe continue with Suicide Squad. Stay tuned to the end of the show and we will review the movie and also spoil the movie. And tell you if you should go see it or stay at home and save your money. Yeah. We also talk about movies we've been watching, movie news, movies that are coming out, movies, 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 movies everywhere. <laughs> Is that our new, are you, are you singing a new theme song for us? I guess. <laughs> but before we get into movies, Brad, tell us about your 48-hour film experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, pretty good. Neither, neither of us went because we're terrible friends. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have written you both off. <laughs> You're dead to me. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was fun. Um saw a lot of great stuff uh we were in the uh the last block of the evening second to last actually second to last film of the night cool and how did how did how did it go they can't hear him as much as you think they can uh, it's i can't hear myself talk. you can't okay <laughs> brad why can't you multitask aren't you a fucking director uh i'm so focused on my mission that it's hard yeah, I know I can't multitask, so fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we were the second to last film of the night, and uh, there were a lot of good stuff. Like, one team did, like, a whole six-minute Ronin shot, continuous, with, like, eight wow. different characters weaving in and out of this storyline of this reunion at a school. Yeah, um, you, you, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Another team did, uh, they went to a junkyard, and they crushed a car, and there's, like, this guy in a rabbit suit with a machete running around, chopping off limbs, and... Uh, what else? Uh, the the team that uh, Stranger Studios they did a the movie right after us that followed us yeah had full on CGI floating cups and like uh the uh, the character was an architect so the architecture plans like the actual lines of the plant blueprints would like rise up like ink blots out of the paper as this girl like. Was watching the world, and then she also tapped the sky, and the clouds expanded. How did no? How did they do that in less than forty-eight hours? They have some really talented people. I, th- I think Ed uh, Borges was he was one of the CGI guys for that. Oh wow, man, um, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so but like, but cool that it did well. I mean, cool that that many people are are participating and doing you know turning yeah. in an awesome work. There are fifty-one teams. Uh, Forty-nine of them turned in their films, and seven of them were late. So oh, okay. A lot of competition going on. Yeah. And I just got the notification we didn't win an audience award, so. Aww. We've been runner-up this year, so. Well, if I had been in the audience, you would have won. I know. Two more votes could have probably put us over. (laughs) Maybe people didn't see the first Thunderbolt. Yeah. (laughs) Going in, I knew it's like this big inside joke, and I told the team, like, you know. Hey, hey, be prepared. It's. 
the the whole like point and and what's what's really cool about it is that y- you know you still in 48 I hours can't. made a cool video. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, you're interrupting me. You're interrupting me. Um so uh, yeah, I mean it's still really impressive, right? Um yeah. and the people who know appreciate that like you did something badass. I can't wait to see it. I, I I'm really excited. There are a ton of mistakes in it. <laughs> yeah, like the end, the end of the the camera sliders in one shot, the uh, colored gels we put over the fluorescent lights in one room are showing. Oh, um, but that's the charm of Thunderbolt, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I go to it's Thunderbolt like a, for. It's like a grindhouse kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, everyone everyone I talked to liked it. Um, Good. So uh, the best of the September fifteenth right now. So. Sometime after then, I'll put it online, probably. Cool. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, always hard work, Brad. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Until next year. Until next year. You should make a, a movie about an angsty teen who's in a dystopian future, and they have to save people because everybody likes those movies. Hunger Games. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, you just reminded ones. me of a thing I, f- I watched this week that I forgot about. I shouldn't talk about it, though. Anyway, um, yeah, well, that's cool. Congratulations, Brad. Thanks. Way to do a thing. So, uh, what's going on at the Alamo, Ryan? I'll tell you, Brad. Segway. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Ron Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draft Night. Uh, Wednesday, August 10th, Sean the Sheep is a kids movie. Oh yeah. Um, this is Spinal Tap. We'll be playing at the Civic uh, part of the oh, Civic Center film series. That'd be cool. And Video Vortex is Waves's most gruesome hits. I don't know what that is, but Dude, it's funny. The trailer for it is amazing. Is it? Oh yeah. It's some of the most ridiculous shit I have seen there. Um, yeah, it's really good. It it looks like it's some like. <coughs> um, okay, this has to be like something wrong with this. Yeah, it's just showing you commercials now. Um, it Wazes is like a from from the trailer. This is what I have, so I'm sure I'm I'm somewhat wrong, but it, it looks to be some kind of 70s or 80s like uh, video by mail service where like people were just making their own shitty little short films, and then if you were subscribed in like a zine style fashion, then like monthly you would just get these dumb little horror videos on VHS or something. Uh, that's what it appears to be. So I think that's why when they say like greatest hits, like it's the best shit that this weird little zine version of a, of a horror anthology created. Friday, August 12th, the make a wish foundation is screening Fanboys, which is a fun movie with the oh, beautiful yeah. Kristen Bell. And it's the make a wish foundation. Cause it's supposed to have cancer in it. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Jerk. <laughs> uh, but James will be there on Friday as well. He'll be seeing Southland Tells. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to Donnie Darko, which is that's the next night or the night before? It is the next night. Yeah. Donnie Darko is playing. And both nights, director Richard Kelly is going to be there. Yeah. The serial party is Pete's Dragon. I'm, uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. It's the original Pete's Dragon. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's got to be. Because the new Pete's Dragon doesn't come out for. It comes uh, out of, this week. Does it? Yeah. Oh. Wait. That, that me. Oh. That makes me sad. Uh, the Cozy Spectacular, Brunchtacular presents Breakfast at Tiffany's a Sunday. Awesome. And that's what's playing at the Alamo really Draft like, House. I really like Mickey Rooney in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cool. Did you buy your Star Trek Six ticket yet? God damn it. No. Fuck. God. Mm, uh, uh, stop the show. There's still like plenty two. of seats left. Are there? 
There's oh, only good. two sold, and one of them's mine. Oh. <laughs> oh well, you got to tell me which seat is yours so I, told that you, I'm I can in the front. Sit. Oh front. right, I don't want to sit next to you. It's a small theater, oh. so it's oh, that's like fine. still the middle. That's how I saw. Um, oh, okay, then that might be fine. Yeah, uh, that's how I saw uh, Rocky Four. I, I don't know if uh, how many other almost two year old boys love grapefruit flavored seltzer water. Uh, only the weird ones. I know my kid is like drinking my water. What the hell, boy? Brad, what's happening out around over town? Uh, the Esquire, uh, Midnight This Week is Spirited Away. Oh, dude, cool. Um, the Bug Theater, uh, for the next couple weeks, is doing the Toxic, Toxic Avenger stage version. Oh, weird. Yeah. I didn't know there's a stage version of that movie. That's so, insane. Check it out. I saw the set. It looks fantastic. Oh, yeah? Cool. Yeah. Uh, the <coughs> drive-in has changed it up. They've got, they're starting with The Secret Life of Pets, followed by Suicide Squad, and ending with Star Trek Beyond. Oh, all right. And yeah, I guess the pets for uh, the kids. Pets for kids, then when the they fall asleep. Suicide Squad for the teens, and then the older crowd for yeah, Star well, Trek. Yeah. Well, because you're going to get people for the first two, and then Star Trek's been out for a couple of weeks. So only the people who want to stay up late would see that. I I, I have a feeling that's how they would. Yeah, why they would makes know. sense. And like if you if you read the Facebook threads, like people have been like demanding Secret Life of Pets for like three weeks now. Really? Yeah, like they've been threatening. You know, how dare you? <laughs> I can't bring my kids to these the programs you have. Like, and they're going back to school next week. We wasted our whole summer. We 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 wasted our whole summer waiting for you. I'm like. Do your kids go to school on the weekends in the fall? Like, yeah. can you not take them on Saturday and Sunday? Also, like, I mean, how many kids' movies have there been this summer? I mean, there's been a handful, but, like, they, they can't Angry... just keep programming it forever. They had Angry Birds for a long, long, long time. Oh, did they? And then, so that was enough. And then they, like, took two weeks to do more teen, like, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And stuff like that. And then it went to, like, last week it was Ghostbusters. Sure. Star Trek and Shallows. So yeah. it's like, I feel like they've done pretty yeah. well. Yeah. And I'm guessing they, Shut can't, up, people. they can't do Finding Dory because probably Disney's royalty rates are so high because they're the number oh, one studio. Oh, yeah. So that would make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, at the end of, close to the end of September, the Red Rocks, Film on the Rocks is coming back with Deadpool. So cool. Uh, go to filmontherocks.com. That was a good movie. To, uh, find out exact details and also uh dot info for the toxic avenger stuff oh cool and that's it very cool on. every week we watch movies besides our featured movie of the week this is movies we've been watching so uh yeah this is the stuff we've been watching james what'd you watch this week um not a whole lot of stuff uh i let's see um okay so I don't want to. This this is not an official review, but I st- started watching the second Divergent movie on on HBO, and I got about halfway through, and then I got distracted, and I haven't gone back to it, and I don't think I will, because um, it's real lame. Cause the second one turns into everything I hate about all of the other eleven-year-old movies, where it's just like all kinds of crazy exposition, and all of a sudden, like people's parents are there or whatever, and nothing is explained, and it's stupid and whatever. Um, anyway, uh, I rewatched Fright Night this week, uh, the Anton Yelchin movie, because I've, I've been wanting to watch it ever since he died. Um, and man, I, I probably haven't seen it in about a year. The movie is friggin' amazing. It is. It is so much fun, and there's so, like, 
there's so much like great dialogue and the way that the the you know the themes of of his relationship with uh Imogene Poots um and with his mom like oh it's it's just so fantastic i still love the scene where he uh doesn't come into the house and colin farrell's like talking to him because he's a vampire to be invited in it's great yeah it's so good it's it's so good that even though it is a horror movie like i would almost tell my mom to see it the only reason she won't like it is because of the cg vampire which is honestly still the one thing about it i don't like Mm -hmm. right like i think that 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 colin farrell's vampire is so terrifying and cool um, that when he turns into a, like a CG, I've got lots of teeth vampire. I'm like, Oh, I don't like you as yeah. much. Where it's like, imagine how, how amazing that final scene is when they obviously spoilers for fright night from five years ago. Uh, but when they kill the vampire, which you knew was going to happen, um, how cool would that be if instead it was like, it was Colin Farrell just with normal, you know, with vampire yeah. teeth and he's disintegrating and you're like, ah, like, Oh man. Um, but still amazing movie. Um, yeah, it's just really good. Uh, and so the only really new thing that I watched is, oh, I did go see Star Trek again, and Star Trek Beyond is still really fun, you know, no, no change there. Um, but I went, so last week I talked about how I, I got, like, a short-term subscription to CISO, um, which is that, like, comedy subscription network thingy, uh, and they've got this show on there called Bajillion Dollar Properties, which is fantastic. Brad, you would love Bajillion Dollar Properties. I, I think I've heard the commercial for yeah. like, during How This Get Made. And stuff. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, because it's some of those same people. Um, so basically, Bajillion Dollar Properties is a fake um, reality TV show. Like house hunting. Yeah. Show, right. Yeah. So it's like house hunting, but it's in LA. It's all like this, you know, super high class, really like $6 million homes. Um, but all the realtors are complete assholes and they're stupid and all the, all the customers that they're showing, uh, the, the, the houses to are like comedians, you know, in that same group, right? Uh, who are, you know, there's something weird about them as a customer where, you know, they, they're, they're, they own the, they're like, (laughs) I think the second episode Adam Scott is in and he plays like this heavy rock and roller guy, um, and when, when these guys go over there to show him this house, or, oh, they're trying to sell his house. Uh, and he, they go over and they tour the house, and he's just plastered. He's super drunk. Um, and they, they get drunk together. And then they go back the next day, and he's not drunk anymore. And he's like, I, I don't remember doing that. And so they just get him drunk, and he immediately remembers who they are and that he's selling his house. So they just, in order to sell his house, they just have to keep getting him drunk in order to, to get the commission off of the sale. Um, so it's just funny things like that and you get cool people like Adam Scott and you know uh, Adam Scott's then, a fun guy yeah and uh, Paul F. Tompkins plays like the guy in charge of the of the real estate firm um, and so the story is that the, he's he's bringing on like a partner after eight weeks so the eight episodes are the, them all like competing to figure out like who's going to be the number one guy so that they can become the partner of this stupid firm um, it's it's really funny I, I thoroughly enjoyed it um, and you the skits you so to see it yeah, yeah, but it's like, well, A, you can get a free month of CISO for, like, nothing, because it's free. Um, so you could at least, wa- I mean, I watched it in a week. Um, so you could go check it out for free. Uh, um, but I think CISO is, like, five bucks or something like that, right? Like, it's nothing ridiculous. And there's a lot of cool stuff on there, especially now. I mean, this is the second week in a row I've talked about an original show of theirs um, that I've really enjoyed. So, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I think it's, it's, at least worth, it's at least worth checking out. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, like, if they're going to re- eventually do, like, Blu-ray releases or anything like that. Obviously, if they did, then that's a really easy way to, to check out the show. Um, so, anyway, um, yeah, I think that's, ev- yeah, that's everything. That's everything. Brad? Uh, Brad? 
Well, uh, on How Did This Get Made last week, they uh, reviewed The Phantom. Yeah. And luckily enough, uh, <laughs> Netflix has The Phantom. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. On their playlist. Yeah, I watched it for the comic book movie binge. It's What did you think? I think it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so the, po- the, the poster art is The Phantom, Slam Evil. He's got like his fist with the the skull ring on it yep. like punching at the at the audience at the audience <laughs> and then i watched the movie and i don't know what slam evil is a reference to <laughs> like it's not his special it's skill marketing isn't slamming so it's anything cool. <laughs> yeah um i don't know who goes by and like oh yeah slamming like <laughs> that slam yeah evil. not beat evil or yeah you, evil, i mean you gotta put yourself evil. back in 1992 or 1991 and be like no, like slam, slam, you know, slam it. No, nope. slam it. <laughs> it's still not working. You can, we got these these slammers. So a lot of people talk about like Suicide Squad being a mess. <laughs> the Phantom <laughs> is probably the most arbitrary, arbitrarily put together movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, what, just it's, it's almost just, like wow. no one cared when they made it. When I yeah, when I watched it, as I, I felt there was no passion in the project. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Um. First off, like the uh, like the female lead and the Phantom, like they they don't they don't build a relationship yet. All the ancillary characters seem to treat them like they are a couple. Well, because they're both white. Like <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, like Catherine Zeta Jones is always like uh, very defensive <coughs> uh, and jealous. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Phantom somehow is like attracted to her. Like he's almost stalkerish. Like, he knows her, but there's no real setup for, like, as a reason why he knows her. It's just, like, he does. Right. Um, And then later on, they're, like, riding a car, and there's, like, all this expositional backstory of, like, oh, we went to college together. I'm like, okay. Why doesn't she recognize you that much? Um, Stuff like that. Um, Yeah, and then uh, (laughs) the villain has a specially built microscope. (laughs) Yeah, right. And he invites uh, whatever uh, science guy he has in his pocket for his company that is expanding. He invites him in to like discuss the fact that he's been dropping the ball on whatever master plan he's got. And he's like, "Oh, by the way, before you leave the office, you know, it's cool. We're cool, but I want you to take a look at this this slide and tell me what you see." And the guy's like, "Okay," <laughs> and puts his eyes on, it, and then daggers come out of this. And the, also, the microscope isn't like a standard two slot microscope. It's like a single slot, uh, a single scope thing that they just slanted a second eyepiece onto. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like at an angle, almost like a like a branch, a tree branch that has you know one straight and the other one's off the side. And you think, you know, they design it to be even with the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then daggers come out of it, and I don't know if sure. you die from getting your eyes pierced. You'd definitely be blind, but not dead. Very well. It depends the on the length of the daggers. All the way into right, your and brain. even then, I feel like you would. You, there'd be a lot of shake. You'd be like a snake without a head for a little while. And also, who just like quick flips the dial to? Because the daggers come out when you rotate the focus. Well, here's what you're missing. They're they're actually the daggers are cousins to the dagger from the, the shadow. shadow. Okay. So he just uses his brain power <laughs> and makes them shoot out of the, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I just imagine if you were slowly turning the focus, you'd feel like a little sting. and like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and you still have your eyesight. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, this guy just goes, just went for it and just like, yeah. It's very Jean-Luc Picard at the beginning of First Contact. 
And just slowly point, pokes yeah. into his eye. <laughs> um, and the whole story is uh, the bad guy is trying to assemble these three skulls that have magic powers to they take shoot, over the They world. shoot lasers, yeah. And they shoot lasers. Right. Um, Billy Zane. And luckily that map is in the <coughs> exact position it needs to be to tell the story in that museum. It just has to be on the right wall. I would really like for someone to make... You know, like Shane Blacksman talking about uh, Doc Savage. Like, I would love for somebody to make a an old serial into uh, into a cool movie. Yeah, you definitely like need an old the radio right serial to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you need. I mean, now that now the comic book movies are big enough, like theoretically, you could get the money to do it. Because part of the problem, like the you know, b- back when they were making these movies, they a they didn't have huge budgets, and b they d- also didn't really have CG. So a lot of the stuff is like that that cartoon style. You know, like the Shadow. Everything's drawn in. Yeah, um, a lot of painted on explosions. Like, uh, yeah, yeah at Batman one point, did it too. But I, it doesn't bother me in '89 Batman. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, fair. The uh, there's like just in order to just have some kind of excitement in a certain part of a movie, the plane they hijack just breaks down, and then there's this long sequence of them trying to get out of the plane and undo the Phantom's horse. The Phantom has a horse and a wolf, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know that's how they go together. They both live in the wild yeah, together. You know, a, ju- yeah. jungle animals like horses <laughs> yeah. and wolves. So he's trying to yeah, jump. He's trying to jump on this horse while the plane's like slowly crashing, and then trying to get the woman out with him. And then the yeah, the plane just crashes into the mountainside, and there's that painted on explosion type thing. Um, yeah, yeah, is it's he, just like it, so all over the place. Is he riding on the horse or the wolf? The, the horse. Oh, okay. But the wolf was following. That'd be sweet if okay. he and luckily, the wolf. Yeah, he should totally ride the wolf. Luckily, the horse and the wolf are fast enough that they were managed to, they managed to catch up to a plane that they didn't know was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on a huge island, uh, his lair. And then also there's that cabbie like, that drives him around that he... Oh! Uh, he, yeah. The Phantom goes to New York. Um, oh, a scene before that, so they're meeting, I think, at, like, a Daily Planet-type place, wherever the woman works or something. Yeah. I forget. Um, her boyfriend's there, and he disappears towards the end of the movie, but he's there, and the, he he introduces, he introduces himself to the Phantom. Uh, he's like, so, sir, what's your story? And then uh, he explains, like, oh, yeah, I've known her for a while, and this is what I do. And then he doesn't even just, like, say a closing line. He just goes, hmm. And then turns and, like, goes into the background a little bit <laughs> to just fiddle with something. My scene is over. Yeah. That's you know, funny. Like, oh, good to meet you. Or Yeah, He's man. just instantly suspicious. But anyway, so, yeah, then he, later the Phantom, uh, actually, I guess that was before. He, 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 he uh, signals a cab, gets to his destination, gives the guy money for, from a different country. The cabbie's like, I can't accept this. And they have this exchange of, like, well, what are you going to do about it? And then the Phantom gives him priceless jewels instead. <laughs> and the cabbie's like, ay, this is unacceptable. Um, they're like, it's all I got. And then the Phantom just walks away. And then that scene happens that I just told you about with the boyfriend. Yeah. And then the Phantom comes back out, and the taxi cab driver's still there. And he says, like, hey, Mr. Phantom, I'll, you know, where do you want to go? I, I, while you were in there, I had the jewels appraised. <laughs> <laughs> And came back. I'm like, oh. was there a jewelry store right next door? Because he was only gone for like five minutes. Dude, it's 2016. He whipped out his phone. He took photos. He posted them on the Craigslist. In the movie, it's like 20 or 1930, maybe. Oh. <laughs> this isn't a modern movie. Yeah. 
I mean, it's an old movie. No, I know. Of an old, even older time period. It, was, it wasn't set in the future. When yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God. So many baffling. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I was probably, like, 11. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't so see it again. I was going to say, I, I have a feeling I'll, I'll leave it that way. There was times when I was doing the comic book movie binge. I'm like, oh, my God. How long is this fucking movie? Yeah. Oh, Spawn. Oh, 17 Phantom, hours. Yeah. On the same boat. Yep. Uh, the the end is they go to there's like this uh, group of pirates that have existed since time began or whatever of course and they're the ones that have the third skull and so um, they get to the lair and then uh, everything goes wrong there's a big fight scene and then I looked away and then I came back for like a minute later and they somehow in their the, on the island there's also like some old German submarine. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how they get out of the exploding volcano island. All of a sudden, there's luckily there's been this base where yeah, there's a submarine that they can fight. Let's, mm-hmm. It's it's the submarine from uh, Uncharted. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which at least in that game it makes a lot of sense, and it's uh, awesome. You climb in and you blow it the fuck up. Anyway, I can go on and on. It's just you it was, could. It was probably I haven't I haven't seen like that's a good. MST3K movie right there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, re- I remember it being pretty bad. Yeah, and I, I, I don't like to show movies that much, but you want to talk about something sloppily put together, right? That's yeah, this movie. And I would, I would never say I want to talk about things that are sloppily put together. Yeah, but yeah, because um, I, I, at the same time, like even though it turned out bad, like yeah. the stuff that they're doing in the movie, there's a lot of craftsmen putting in hours and hours of work oh yeah for a totally turn so i just like yeah the phantom sucks and the, i hate saying it but the jim henson company built his costume yeah. <laughs> which i think is fascinating i don't know how these are made they said like oh man when trying to figure out a costume we turn to someone who doesn't make costumes <laughs> <laughs> and actually right. it's on h it's on hd on, on netflix so i like on the post and everything it's just like a purple suit yeah but but there's detail HD, like there's, like, the, there's yeah. actual like detail and it almost looks like a yeah for a ni- like for a nineties suit, suit, yeah, yeah, for a suit where like they for some reason I mean they they have to make it purple, which why 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 is he purple and no armor in the jungle? Where's where do you get spandex in the thirties? Ni- yeah, yeah I, 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 it's terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying, considering that they stuck with span with or with purple, like you know, it, it looks all right. Um, oh, and by the way, he has hallucinations about his dad. Sure. <laughs> Who? No, <laughs> the dad. Just wants him to hook up with a chick. No super, nice. no superhero movie is complete without some weird flashbacks. The movie ends with him sending Christy Swanson off on her plane because yeah. she's got to go back to America, and he's going to hang out at home for a little while before he follows her. But then his dad, his his Jedi dad appears. And he's he's like, like, "What are you doing, man? Yeah, what? why aren't you crushing chicks? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. It's like." And then he let the woman, the best woman he could possibly have ever had, get away from him or something like that. It's like, oh, God. And then Christy Swanson was never heard from again. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the last thing I watched was Batman 89 at the... I saw you busted out the cow. Yeah. Batman swung by for that one. I, yeah, Batman. Uh, I tried to get him to come tonight, but uh, he, uh, when you he had crime to When you bought your tickets, say, I'll take one, please. That'd Did. Have been aw- Did you really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, when I walked around this, like from the parking lot, uh, like some woman was like, "That is awesome!" and high fived me. And then I walked into the ticket thing. It's like, oh, I've went, uh, what was the other movie I was playing? Uh, I don't know. Some oh, it was Cafe Society. Like I was like, "I'll phone for Cafe Society, please." <laughs> 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 I 
Yeah. Awesome. He's like, really? He's like, nope. I'll have one for Batman. Thank you. <laughs> Obviously. And yeah, that movie's great. Uh, it's, it's such a great pace, breezy, easy to digest film. Like, yeah. It's, it's just so much fun. Like, I'm never bored. I'm just yeah. Constantly like, oh, and then this thing's going to happen. This, I can't wait to see it again. And right. Tons of fun. Yeah. Cool. And the, and the audience was really into it. Like, yeah. I, I've seen it a couple times before, but this is the one where like people are really cheering and stuff, which is fun. Neat. So, and I won a prize because I wore the co- the cowl. So. Yeah, what, oh, yeah. What'd you win? A free ticket to another show. Hell yeah! Sweet. Now yep. you can go see Cafe Society. Yep. And we got Suicide Squad posters out of it. So. Nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's it for me. Cool, Brian. Uh, yeah, this week, uh, me and Kellen finish our Spider Man trilogy Aww. with Spider Man three, and uh, Kellen was entertained. Sure. Um, what did Spider-Man do? I scanned him. He scanned him. <laughs> he got him. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I have to be in the minority, but I still love when he becomes a douchebag Peter Parker. I do, too. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, when he's t- eating the cookies and he's rolling his eyes while Dr. Connors is telling him about how the symbiote's bad. Yes. And he forces... Uh, go get me more cookies. Yeah. Go get me the ones with nuts. Yeah. I don't have any, but I can bake them. Do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just so terrible. He is. It's funny. Yeah. And the movie itself, it's. I still think it's pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi is still such a cool director. There's, um, yeah. even when the setup is trite, like yes. saving Gwen Stacy from the falling building. Yeah. When Spider Man goes after her and he's hurling himself in between like smashing uh, cement blocks cement blocks and stuff, it's yeah. pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him do another one and do it in 3D. I think it would be pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I still think it's a fun movie. It, it has its problems, obviously, but right. they're not. I don't I don't think they're as glaring as people remember them being. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, it, you know, anytime that you've, you've produced two really great Spider-Man movies, when you do one that is an, an absolute, I mean, there's a lot of missteps in that movie. Um, yeah, it, it's going to get railed on a lot harder. Yeah. Um, you know, I, to me, I always thought the biggest misstep is uh, tying the Sandman to the death of Uncle Ben. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and not not because, because I, I don't mind the idea behind it, but it just feels like it's trying to add emotional weight to something you don't need. Yeah, because you know, one of the things about making a sequel like that is that we already like the character, mm-hmm. so you you have to give the character an arc, but you don't have to make us like the character. You don't mm-hmm. have to spend as, you know invest as much time there. So it's really just about or certainly on an emotional level, you just need. The villain to be interesting, you need some really cool action scenes, and you do want something, and in that movie, it's like, yeah. you know, how do we get his relationship with MJ on the right track? Yeah, and you know, honestly, too, I think the probably the biggest misstep in that is I think the character of Mary Jane in that movie is awful. Yeah. not I think as a person, not like yes. she's written poorly. No, she's it's terrible. Just, she's just a terrible person where, you know, Peter's trying to relate to her, and she's, uh, you know, a bitch to him. Yeah, it's like she forgets that he, like... It, it, you know, at the end of Spider-Man 2, spoilers for Spider-Man 2, when she knows that he's Spider-Man, you, like, it's almost like she forgets it. Like, she, she, she's, she's not okay with that anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Um, even though, like, she has these really powerful lines about that being her choice, which is great. Yep. But then, in the third movie, you're like, well, but really, I just hate you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty I, I love Harry Osborn's arc, too. Uh, I love when he gets his memory back and he's just a, an ass yeah. where he makes Mary Jane break up with Peter. And then there's that really, f- I, I don't know if funny is the right word, but he has that scene with Peter in the cafe and he tells Peter that he's the other guy and him and Mary Jane hooked up. 
and the waitress comes up and she says, how is everything? He's like, the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, so yeah, I still think it's a fun movie. Uh, I also watched Bride of the Reanimator, which I haven't seen oh, in yeah. a long time. Was that, did that, was that last week or a couple weeks ago? Uh, that the, came out? uh, yeah, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Blu-ray is really awesome by Arrow. Uh, the movie's not quite as good as obviously the reanimator. It tries to capture the zaniness of the first one and it doesn't quite succeed. Sure. Uh, but it's still, the gore effects are pretty sweet. Uh, if you like that stuff. Um, what the reanimator makes things that are dead alive again, right? Yeah. Okay, great. With like this serum. Sure. Is it green? Is it glowy green? It is glowy green. Of course it is. So it's pretty fun. Um, I think Jeffrey Combs is a great actor. So he's a great character guy and he plays, uh, Dr. Weston and he's really good. Um, so if you like, I think this came out in the 90s, but it still has like an 80s horror film to it. Um, you know, cool practical effects. The movie is over the top, so it's pretty fun. Um, just don't go in expecting to be, you know, the new coming of Psycho or whatever horror film you want to put up in the upper echelon of horror films. Sure. Jaws. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs did a lot of Star Trek work. Did he really? Yeah. I think he played four different characters throughout a bunch of like he was oh, I feel Wayne like, in DS9 and he's the Andorian guy on uh, Enterprise. I feel like on 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 Next Gen I I want to say he was like a couple guys, wasn't he? Like probably, like, like I, I think he was one of those actors that would like they just put him in enough makeup that the next time you saw him you were like Yeah, he's a great character actor oh, yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. Right. he's one of those actors he's in tons of things. Um you know, I think his IMD page has something like 140 like acting credits. Shit. So yeah. Um, that's cool yeah no he's good uh and the last thing i watched was i watched uh, batman the killing joke oh um, cool and i actually i actually thought it was pretty good i don't went the controversy with the batgirl story i it didn't really like affect me i was like whatever yeah they like hook up who cares um because the, the opening like batgirl story i think is pretty fun where she's uh she's kind of like a loose cannon and you know batman's telling her you know you can't do this you know uh basically He's saying he's caring for her in his own way. Um, the animation is really good. I, I, I will say this is probably the best Mark Hamill's ever been as the Joker. Uh, because he, if you don't know the story of the Killing Joke, it also tells the Joker's quote-unquote origin story. And so if you've heard Mark Hamill be the Joker over the last 25 years, I think it is now, um, it's very distinct and it's... I don't know how to do the voice, but it's very raspy yeah. and very yeah. He does he does the your your raspy deep deep yeah. like you know uh, malicious voice. Yeah, it's and then he'll like, turn it up to like this. Yeah, uh, and then he'll turn it up to jokey high pitched like squealy. Yeah, it's, it's really really well done. But he played the it's comic uh, in the flashbacks, and he's kind of a low key Mark Hamill, mm. and he plays it so well. And the, there's. Because the film is so heavily reliant on the Joker's performance, because uh, I don't know how five or six monologues, um, but they're all really well done. And uh, the the last one, where he's telling Batman, uh, you know, I have, I, I like my backstory to have multiple choice, and then he tells the joke, um, haha, the killing joke uh, that makes yeah. Batman laugh is the big thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's it's really I thought it's actually pretty fun. I don't know maybe not fun, but a pretty uh, faithful adaptation. Um, I, I liked it. Did yeah. you, Did you feel like the Batgirl story was like made like felt as part of the original story or was no, it, not at all? Because it seems like such a completely different. It, movie it to seems me. yeah, it seems like it's two episodes of if they made a new Batman animated series. Right. Yeah. It's like part one, part two. You know, because you need to set up 
I guess the I mean I guess I would set it up as when she gets shot is the end of part one, yeah. and then it continues in part two because the the second half of it is the Joker tormenting Jim Gordon, and I mean the whole point of it is he even says it a, it only takes one bad day for a good guy to go crazy is what happened to the Joker in this story yeah. and he's probably lying about his origin, um, but he just wanted to break Jim Gordon and it didn't and. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty fun, and I didn't. Uh, I thought, I thought Kevin Conroy sounded the same. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, Maybe it was my theater or something. But yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. The special features are kind of light. They do uh-huh. have a really cool one where it talks about the psychology of the Joker, which is really fascinating. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I was bummed they had a animated series cartoon on there. It's <laughs> Christmas with the Joker, and it's actually a really great episode. And I said, oh, it's on Blu-ray. I turn on. It's uh, still in 480, and they stretched the picture, so it's not. Uh, it's not uh, four by three. They stretch it to sixteen nine. No, what? So oh. like, <laughs> that's weird. And you know, it's not as noticeable until there's some shots. Obviously, the opening with the Warner Brothers shield looks really goofy. Sure, yeah. And then when they do close-ups of Batman or the Joker, like their faces are stretched, and it just looks uh. kind of. They should just clean it up because that. Yeah. Because watching that. It needs to be cleaned up a lot. Yeah. Um, but oh well. It's still it's still a great episode. Uh it's still fun. And yeah. So if you get the Blu ray it has some fun things on it. Neat. I was bummed there's no commentaries though. Really? Uh, maybe I'll have to double check. Maybe it's in the setup. I didn't see it in the list in the special features. Yeah, it's usually not. You know what I forgot last week when I was talking about Star Trek is the Star Trek into darkness I have doesn't have a director's commentary on it. Hmm. And I was like shit. Where, that's where probably, did you buy it? I <laughs> uh, probably Best Buy. Mic uh, drop. Uh, you need to get Star Trek. The uh, what, what's the it? compendium? Yeah, compendium. Yeah. yeah, it means that I've spent like three times as much on Star Trek movies as I should have. Yeah, they, they released another edition of that compendium edition. Oh, did they? Yeah, it's like in a standard package. And mm. oh, that's um, good. So it's more the, compact. The, the packaging on the compendium is pretty neat. Yeah, the first uh, one was like this clamshell. Yeah, that's cool. I'll put out a public source. They just uh, said if you're ever get, if you're gonna get the Rathacon director's cut, too late. When you flip it over, make sure it has a yellow label on it. Oh, really? Because there's some sync issue on the original pressing of it. Yeah. Oh well, so, Dan already watched it, so I haven't watched it yet. So ho- I don't know. I heard it wasn't that noticed. noticeable. The guy who reviewed it on Digital oh, okay. Bits didn't notice it. So it needs a yellow sticker on the yeah, back. yeah, like a yellow barcode. Okay, I'll I'll check when I get home. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. This is movie news. It's real news. Hey, did you guys hear that Friday the 13th is getting a new director? Oh, man, you totally totally killed my joke. Who was the original director? Uh, They actually had some... Let me bring up the article. Because they did have some guy lined up, and it was moving forward in um, production. Michael Bay. uh, It is his production company. Uh, David Bruckner. Yeah. No, that was the that was the one they got, who's just been replaced by the guy who directed the Crazies. Yeah, yeah. Now it's Breck Eisner. Um, so yeah. So they're starting to move forward with that film. Are you excited? I am. Yeah, yeah. It's actually surprising. How- it took so long. The last Friday Thirteenth came out in two thousand nine, and it grossed like sixty five million dollars, which is a lot for those kind of movies. We. These are the Platinum Dunes ones, right? Yeah. Okay. It also has the biggest percentage drop in movie history. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. The first week it did like week to 40 week? million, I think. And the second week it dropped 80%. Wow, man. That's incredible. Was it on a Friday the 8th, a Friday the 13th? It was. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I was going to say that there's only really one piece of news this week, and that, that that's that the Rocketeer is getting a sequel. <laughs> um, that was last week? You said that last week. No, I, I know. I just wanted to remind everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Hulu's possibly going to cut off their free streaming version of their app. It, who gives a shit? Um, it's no, let me get a thing I've never signed up for ever. Yeah, it's not terribly good, and honestly, in order for you to get anything really out of it, you need to have the pay, pay version anyway, so... Like, yeah, and then I don't really love the pay version, so. Um, but if you're a big Hulu person, like, hey, write there in and tell us, explain to us why it's complete dog shit that they're doing this, because it probably <laughs> is. Um, uh, David Huddleston uh, passed away at, at 85 years old, um, who people will know as Lebowski from The Big Lebowski, uh, and a ton of other stuff. He was really cool, especially as he got older. Like, he became a really amazing character actor that just popped up all over the place. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, 85, good for him. So, got a trailer for Dunkirk. Brad, did you, uh, did you get to see that trailer for Dunkirk? I did. How, how amazing is that trailer for Dunkirk? I don't know about amazing, but it definitely uh, makes me curious. Oh, I, I love that last shot. I yeah. just, that, I, I, watching that crowd of guys react, I'm like, oh, man, well, I Why don't you tell our it. listeners what Dunkirk is? Uh, well, I don't know that we all know exactly. It it is a. No, I mean, just tell me. What, tell it looks what like the a movie World War is. Oh, oh, it's the it's the next Christopher Nolan. Yeah, there movie. you go. That's what um, I was going for. It and looks it like is a World War One movie. Yeah, it, but it, at least what they're saying is that it is based on the uh, evacuation of Dunkirk, which is uh, near the beginning of World War Two. Uh, the reason why I, in my mind, I, th- I think most people have seen enough Christopher Nolan movies that the idea of him doing a factual a movie, movie, right. I think everybody's alien invasion. (laughs) (laughs) I was just yeah, like there's everybody's sort of like sitting here waiting for like okay, and then it's the World War Two is in your mind. It's like it's like the cell, but with Hitler. I don't know. I'm just like (laughs) something is certainly going on. But I just love Ryan. You should check it out. Um, But it's a lot. It's all just tonal. I'm not Um, gonna say it's aliens. But it's aliens. But it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the la- that shot it could certainly indicate that. Yeah. Um, it's it's an amazing. Uh, people should go check it out. But the the last shot is just so like, in- not inquisitive, um, but alluring. Like you want, you're looking at a bunch of people who are looking at something, and you want to know what they're looking at and what's about to happen. Um, and it's just, oh, man, uh, I I think it's a great. They they called it an announcement trailer. So I didn't think I was going to see it in a theater. You know, um, mm. I, I didn't I th- even know they were that ready yeah. far along. Like right. It, it came up and I was like, whoa. He could also, I had four trailers. I had four trailers in front of Suicide Squad, so it could just be that the Alamo was like, hey, we're going to show this in front of everything for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's some talk that ABC is in conversations with Lucasfilm about making a TV show, uh, which I, I, I think would be cool. So ABC is in talk with itself? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> They've been talking about a Star Wars TV show for years, though. So no, I just laugh because yeah, but they say the headlines like that. You're like, but wait, wait, they're the same same yeah. company, right? The the difference is this is the first time that the rumor has popped up since the since it really since the is new gonna, movie came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, since the cell, right? Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, going into this, I I sort of ex- assumed that the news was going to get dominated by Suicide Squad stuff because. Until I saw the movie, like I, I, I had, I, I feel like the reaction online to this movie has been like difficult to fathom for me. Um, like I had a really hard time like figuring out what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we'll just talk about that when we get to to the news or to the the review. Um, so instead, I'll I'll end on this doozy. 
Uh, did you guys see this trailer for I'm Not Ashamed? No. This is some this is some dog shit right here. So um, they're making this movie, right? Like I, I, I I've been long critical of the you know religious Christian movies. Um, this is one I really don't want them to make. Uh, so this is the story of Rachel Scott, who is the young woman who was killed at Columbine uh, after being asked if she was a Christian, and she said yes, and they shot her. Uh, and this is based on her like journal entries, um, which all of that. Honestly, if you wanted to make a movie about Columbine, I'm not, I don't think I'm just being overly sensitive where I'm like, hey, I don't really want to talk about that. Um, I think you could do something interesting with that, with a story. The problem is, when you, you, everybody should go watch this trailer and don't turn it off. You've got to watch the whole thing because it is so terrible. Like, all, all of the like, jock dudes in the high school are all wearing like, these perfectly white you know, ball caps backwards, and they're just... I mean, they all feel like they were ripped out of the background Dude, of a... did you ever go to Columbine? <laughs> uh, like, they, they're all, like, ripped out of a, you know, Saved by the Bell, you know, extras in the yeah. back. Yeah, and they're, like, beating on the retarded kids. And, like, it's just it's just everything incredibly stupid and, and you know, base. Uh, and, and so when you watch the trailer, honestly, I think the whole thing comes off really offensive. I, I think it's... It, I, I, it, it is. It feels like it's capitalizing on something, even though that something happened 17 years ago. Like it still feels like they're they're uh, they're you know trying to benefit from something terrible. Yeah, it, you know, to me, I and, I, I don't know because like I, I do like United 93, the 911 one. Sure, but it seems I, I mean, don't know how to say it, that so was a little sensitive. different. Yeah, because um, there's a Christian movie. No, 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 no but just, it is it's a movie based on like real terrible events, that, yeah, like, you know. A tragedy. And you're you're making money selling a, a story that uh, you but know. It, to me it seems I, I don't know. This this one I think the reason this one comes off really dirty is cuz there's also stuff at the end about like you know, how her her story like just, you know, blew up the world for God. Right? So it's, so it's supposed to be like this, oh, well, the fact that she got killed like, you know, turned people to Jesus, which sure but you're actually using that as marketing material yeah. to sell your film. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right? Like, that's when it gets gross. It's not about the story itself. It's about how you're presenting it. And if you have an interesting take on it, dude, they made, like, that book sold, I don't know how much, right? Like, the, that book came out, uh, you know, six months after the, the, the fact, and everybody b- bought a copy of it. Um, but if you had an interesting version of the story to tell or an angle that you wanted, right, like... I think it would be fine. This just feels incredibly mm. gross. And it also feels cheap as hell. Um, like, no one seems to be actually trying. And there's no one critical on set going like, y'all know this looks stupid as hell, right? Like, <laughs> no one believes you. And the only people whose heartstrings you're pulling are the people who walked in ready to cry. Like, this is manipulative as it can be. Um, so it's really terrible. People should check out the trailer. Because it's awful, and then like the people who made this movie should give up. <laughs> no, no, we're honoring her. No, this. no, you're offending me. <laughs> both, both as a film goer and as a Christian, you offend me every day. Her story needs to be told, James. Yeah, it was every <laughs> week. Her her funeral is the most watched funeral of all time. It surpassed Diana, uh, Princess Diana's funeral. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyways, these are the Blu-rays that are coming out. DVD releases and Blu-rays. 
It's not coming out this week, but they finally announced a Glengarry Glen Ross Blu-ray. Oh no, shit! Yeah. When's American Buffalo coming out? Mm, they didn't announce that. That's my that's my my, my favorite Malik film or uh, not Mammoth. Mal- uh, Mammoth film. Uh, 2016 NBA Cleveland Cavaliers Champions DVD and Blu-ray. Nice. That's the that's the basketball. Yeah. Okay. Eleven twenty two sixty three is getting its Blu-ray release this week, uh, which is totally worth checking out. I I I, I need to pre-order this the, so that I can. The guy on Blu-ray dot com said it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the package was awesome, or just the show? Uh, the show and the Blu-ray. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I need to get it honestly because like I so f- funny th- callback. Uh, I signed up for Hulu for a little while so that I could watch the show, um, and uh, and then I, of course, canceled the subscription because the service sucks, uh, but I, I need to buy the Blu-ray so that I can pass it around to all of my friends who don't have Hulu. Um, so, anyway, uh, a hologram for the king. Oh, I didn't say that that's the movie about the assassination of, of you know, John F. Kennedy. Um, or the TV show, and it was really good. Uh, a Hologram for the King, which is the Tom Hanks movie that no one knew came out this year, uh, where he tries to build a hologram for some guy in Arabia. Sure. Um, and the, he goes on like a, a yeah. romp, a romp in Arabia. I only remember the poster of like Tom Hanks standing in a desert. Yes, right. Uh, in, on the on the cover, it's Tom Hanks's uh, uh, ghostly head uh, over over some unfinished construction in the background hmm. in a desert. Um, yeah, it's something like I don't know. They're building. They're building some Dubai-like kind of place, and he's got to put a hologram in or something. I I don't remember why. It it looked really good, um, but it was it came and went out of theaters. Uh, the first season of of uh, of Supergirl is out this week, uh, so you can you can catch up on that before. Yeah, Superman you're making shows up. me really mad. I just remember that like is bumper it? during football. Oh, it, whoa, whoa, really? I don't. I've never seen. I don't think a real piece of video about that show because uh, I'm so checked out of, of that stuff. Um, what, did it look bad? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, she's you, like blacked out. For I a did. I, <laughs> um, yeah, it looks awful. I, I'm pretty sure that's what she says. She's like, now you're really making me mad. And then she goes and fights. I heard it's not a bad show. I don't know. It just never uh, yeah. tickled my fancy. I don't believe it because I also hear that like Arrow is not, not bad. And I watched some of that, and it was. Uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, the Criterion Edition, uh, which is a Warren Beatty movie um, by, uh, by Robert Altman, um, which I've never seen, but if you want to buy some more Criterions. Uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is coming out this week, nice. uh, which is Paul, 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 Paul Newman. Wow, my, my brain <laughs> is killing me today. Paul, Paul, Paul Newman. Paul Newman and Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Uh, I I just want to say the title of this. This is an Arrow release. It's called Female Prison Scorpion, the the complete collection. Nice. Um, My Arrow next week is called Microwave Massacre. I don't know what it's about. It's just a head roasting in a microwave, so I bought it. Good news, everyone. Um, this, this, This Female Prison Scorpion, the complete collection, includes Scorpion, Jailhouse 41, Beast Stable, and Grudge Song. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Why isn't it Jailhouse 69? I, <laughs> are they even like sexploitation films? I don't even know what they are. I, I have no idea. Uh, they, well, okay, it is. it appears to be um, maybe an animated thing with women in a prison, but there's also like a crazy cowboy lady with a gun. I don't know. Uh, and there's a scorpion, but not like, not. it's just a label. It's just, yeah. Anyway, Baskin... 
from Shout Factory. This looks new. Ryan, do you know what this is? Mm-mm. Um, it's on I, it's, it's IFC Midnight. Uh, mm. it's, it's called Baskin um, by Can Evernoll. Um, it's got to be like it's got to just be a new movie re- that's being they, distributed by Screen yeah, Factory. Yeah, Screen Factory and IFC Midnight work yeah. together. Uh, enter the world of suffering and madness, and it's like a dude and his his like he, there's a really tired dude on the front, um, and he and his eyes are almost shut, and then there's a keyhole with and inside the keyhole is a guy screaming, um, so, ba- Baskin, um, Basket Case Two. Comes out this week as well as Basket Case Three. Those are weird movies, are they? Yes. Uh, these covers are pretty ridiculous. Uh, oh man, I don't know which. Oh, I do not know which one is weirder. Mm-hmm. So Basket Case Two has got a guy with a basket, and coming out of the basket is some kind of weird mutated yeah, like that's, thing. That's the thing. It's a monster in like the basket. I think it's his like twin brother that's a mutant. I don't remember. And I've, it stays in the many years. It stays in the basket. Yeah. There's all kinds of mutants behind him too. And in Basket Case Three, the progeny, um, is, there's a there's a there's a like a pram, like a baby, you know, thing, uh, and there's a mutant thingy in that. But then in the, that's not the crazy part. In the background, um, the man from the last one is now like a, a half crazy mechanical mechanized man with a with like an arm that kind of looks like the arm from the end of Aliens. Uh, I don't know what this is. It's time to build a bigger basket. That's what he... <laughs> the most recycled <laughs> improv line ever. Oh, it's, t- it's time to build... It's, it's like a Dave Vila horror <laughs> movie. All right, everybody. It's time to build a bigger basket. Uh, anyway, that's Blu-rays this week. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we went and saw Suicide Squad. James, should people see Suicide Squad? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um... It it was fascinating, like watching the internet reaction, because I was like, "Man, like, it seems like reviews of the movie weren't that bad, but they were like frustrated." And then like DC fans were going like, "No, this movie's amazing! Like, you guys just hate it. We should shut down Rotten Tomatoes." And I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then I went and saw this movie. Uh, I I am firmly in the camp that I think David Ayer. I was really excited going in because I was talking to Henry beforehand, and we were talking about Fury and how good Fury is. And uh, and he was coming to see the movie a second time, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, all right. Like, I have a feeling that there's going to be a few problems, but this movie will be coherent. And it's it. I I haven't actually been this frustrated by a movie in a, in a long time. Like, I I walked out. Henry and, and Rafe and I sat and stood and talked about it for an hour afterwards, uh, and I was in a bad mood the rest of the night just because I was so like frustrated and disappointed and like couldn't figure out how the movie was so sloppy and and like i i, I didn't like anyone um so anyway uh yeah no no, no people shouldn't see this movie um, brad i had fun with it i enjoyed it um it, it is definitely unconventional uh but I, I i was able to follow along um i thought it was funny um, I thought the characters were charming. Um, there, there's some goofiness to it. Like it's not perfect, it's not great, but it's not the Phantom. Sure. Um, so I, I think you should check it out. It's, it's cool. I this is, this is probably the hardest movie for me to review this year. Really? Because there's parts of this movie, like Brad, I really enjoyed. There are parts of this movie I really enjoyed. 
But then there's parts of this movie that seem so disjointed that when I watch it, I kind of felt like I felt watching Batman Superman the first time where there's there's a good movie here somewhere. Yes. And I feel that it's it's kind of like uh, Ghostbusters where I'm watching it. I'm like, this movie like cuts in weird spots. Yeah. And it feels like it's missing a bunch. Um, I, I described it the way that I described There Will Be Blood, where I was like, I feel like they they swept up a bunch of stuff off the cutting room floor and taped it together, because I don't know why some of this stuff is here, or why it's in this place. Yeah, I, I would say, I would still say see it, the, because here here's my thing, is I actually think uh, Margot Robbie is really good in it. Um, I think some of the writing lets her down. Okay, alright, then we're, yeah. We're, I also think... Um, trying to elicit emotions from me from Will Smith's character didn't work. Yep. Anyways, I think you should see it and judge for yourself because I'm confused and I don't know how I feel about the movie to tell you the truth. Um, here's, the, here's the fun trailer for Suicide Squad. Oh, it's so good. Gentlemen, ladies, what if Superman had decided to fly down rip off the roof of the White House grab the president right out of the Oval Office. Who would have stopped him? I want to build a team of some very bad people who I think can do some good. Y'all jokers must be crazy. I'm not just one of y'all many toys. What? This is the deal. You disobey me, you die. Try to escape, you die. You got a boyfriend? You irritate or vex me. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. You die. You don't own they get caught, we throw them under the bus. What a ride! Let's play! Come on, got some better at I love this guy. Not good! Don't forget. The bad guys. How you sweet talking me? All of that chit chat's gonna get you hurt. The man in the back is ready to crack as he raises his hands to the sky. And the girl in the corner is everyone's fun. She can kill you with a wink, wink of her eye. trying to get you there. You know how it feels, right? We good. What you having? Beer. Whiskey. What am I, 12? How about you, hot stuff? Water. That's a good idea, honey. Can I just say, I think The Enchantress is amazing. Like, visually, like, the whole time, I was like, this movie is so cool looking. Like, the Enchantress is cool. Like, a lot of the characters are awesome. I liked the way the Joker looked. One of the I goofy, genuinely did. One of the goofy things, though, that I was like, oh, that's, that's, that, don't do that, is when she's 
around the plume or whatever that she, yeah and she's doing like this weird like shaking her hips move almost like she was trying to give the visual effects people something to work with and then they just didn't finish it um, like she's, yeah she's swaying back and forth like she, i actually hmm. interpreted that um I, yeah, I was she's more like, fighting the enchantress like it's two characters going together but oh, i was i was, th- like I was a, thinking more like uh like the oracle from 300 where it was like it's, you know it's just mm. m- that's the way magic moves like magic just sort of sways funny you know not not, not the flowing thing from her head but like her whole body the way she was moving the like yeah. it, like someone who was doing a stage play would emphasize that there's like magic happening mm. oh i gotcha um that oh, was I, goofy. I see. It's it's like the 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 last Airbender movie where like the kids are doing moves as if they're making cool water stuff happen, <laughs> but the CG just like they do the dance and then like water splashes around, and you're like, wait, those you you did cool stuff on set, but it, you didn't turn it into cool CG. That's what you're saying. I didn't see Airbender, so I... oh okay, yeah, uh, you you shouldn't. But so I mean the the story for Suicide Squad is basically what I thought it was going to be. The first half of it is kind of introduced. Well, not even the first half. Maybe the first twenty minutes is introducing the characters uh, and how they got there. Uh, I th- see. This is where this movie frustrates then, me. Then what happens? Because I think the scenes with Harley and Joker are really cool, and I think if they did, they, yeah, they fleshed out more. Because I even think when Batman shows up, I think it's a great scene where uh, to show you th- uh, the character of the Joker, who I think is super underutilized in this film. Yes. Uh, you know, he goes, oh. the, the Ferrari goes off and it goes into the water. That's... And uh, the Joker's, like, gone, I think is a really cool thing. That so he, good. He would rather disappear and leave Harley to die yes. than be caught by the bat. And then Harley wakes up to hit Batman. He just dodges her and just socks her in the face. Yeah. I think it's awesome. It's um, a, that's a great scene. It, I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie I think so that too. either sets up but never completes anything i think so too that's why or there's a lot of stuff that gets completed that never gets set up i think it's so disjointed in parts yeah because uh i never for all the stuff that i read about how crazy jared leto was on the set i didn't feel that they let his character breathe at all in the film no and 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 sometimes so you've got the scene with common right where i have no clue what i'm supposed to have learned from that other than like what like sometimes he throws Harley at men or if that scene if if Harley had killed Common in that scene I'd be like oh I'm learning about how Harley is insane mm-hmm. but instead that scene like nothing is achieved I don't know what I learn about the characters other than that they're crazy mm-hmm. I have a sh- I have a chance to like see them in cool costumes but it just feels it feels like there's half of that scene missing that actually pays off why we're doing some of this whereas honestly like i love harley quinn this uh, i I, yeah i think that margot does a fine job with a poor version of this character because she never gets that moment like their version of her being fragile and and vulnerable suddenly is her being sad you know we're getting into spoilers when the joker dies when honestly they had it there just needs to be a moment where someone says hey you got caught because joker left you in a fucking car and that could be the moment where you see through and you realize that she's vulnerable. Yeah, that's what, but this is where the movie is frustrating, too. And, like, I still enjoyed the parts, but I thought, like, visually, where she's sitting there crying on the cob, I thought it was, like, awesome. Where she Visually, yes. Like, yeah. it looks great. Um, and, the, you know, the, the Deadshot stuff, I, I think Will Smith is a super charismatic guy. Yes. And this is not a knock on him, but the tacked-on story about his daughter is fine until... 
he tries to shoot Batman and his daughter jumps in front and says, don't kill him, daddy. Don't kill him. Yeah. Where it, but my only problem with that is there's no way Batman would let that happen. One. Right. And, and so yeah. and Batman's <laughs> going to let this little girl just get in front of him. And, uh, that's so true. you know what I mean? It, that, that's, yeah. Uh, so my problem with DC comic yeah, it's, movies it's just always, so, it's so manipulative. Too. It is. Like that's that moment I mean. is so, and so is the one on the car. Like, yeah, it looks yeah. good, but it's not, it's not a well-established, like you didn't earn that moment. Because you didn't spend any time on the character, yeah. like in a meaningful way, and that's what I mean. It's disjointed because there's moments where I, every time I get excited for the movie, then yes. so, it would be disjointed. I'm like, there's they're missing, they're missing something. So, so okay, I I'm watching this movie and I'm 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 trying, but by the time I realize about the time the action starts, that I'm starting to check out. Um, and I I even thought about it. I was like, wait a second, this is the like this is I should be excited because like this is where like now stuff's going to happen, but I was like, I, I don't know what's going on or what, like, I don't know why we suddenly had this weird, like single shot of Enchantress and, the, and flag in a sewer. And then that didn't go anywhere until an hour later. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know what, I don't know what's happening here. I don't, I don't, we also don't have a mission. We don't know where we're going or why, or what the, there's no plan here. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all to, just thrown together. There's a red herring. So they could like make the, uh, Amanda Waller thing be the reveal, like oh, That's, we tricked you into saving her, right? But it's such an uninteresting reveal. Like I don't, I, I will say, I think Viola Davis is awesome as yes. Amanda Waller. Oh yeah, I, I, I think almost all of the performances are great, but I, she's actually the real bastard in the film. Yeah, I mean, there's that part where they go in to save the people, and she just starts killing everybody. I'm yeah. Like oh shit, yeah. this just got real. Yeah. Um, so there's parts of this movie that I really did enjoy. I mean. Every time I like, I think Jay Courtney as Captain Boomerang was awesome. Yeah, he was fun. Like he was, he was yeah. a fun character. His best moment was when they're like, "You guys are free to go," and he just immediately <laughs> took yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, n- another lame thing was uh, Harley defeating spoiler. Yeah, Enchantress. Oh, yeah. Like there, there wasn't a clever. Well, it was there was no cleverness to it. It was just like. Yeah. It, it just had to happen, and they did. Yeah. It. And it should have been because honestly, the character I like most in this movie is Rick Flag. Me too. Like he's the guy with the most development, with the most arc. Oh, so this is where I, I was going. Was so I sort of check out, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, all right, this is just. I, I was just getting frustrated, and then the bar scene happens, and I was like, oh, oh, we found it. Like this scene should have been at like I don't know the end of the first act, but still, here here we are. Like I kind of like these characters. It's a little bit over the top that, like, you had to actually, like, kill two children and a wife in order to bring some drama into this. But, like, okay, I'm getting to like it. Like, they're getting to like each other. You know, it's almost the equivalent of the staff scene in Avengers, right? Like, you need a scene where these guys come together, they air some laundry, and they figure out how to mm-hmm. work together because it shouldn't work. And it's an mm-hmm. equally difficult movie to write. Um, and so that scene happened, and I was like, okay, great. Like, I'm back in. Like, here we go. I'm going to love the third act. Here we go. And I probably had like five minutes before shit just started happening that I was like, this is fucking boring. Um, I mean, when the action happens, it's visually cool and I'm not invested in it. Um, uh, yeah. But the thing that always, I I think this movie just also builds on my frustration. I usually have with DC movies, the dark Knight trilogy, notwithstanding is they, a fundamental lack of respect for the source material where Marvel embraces their source material. You have Infinity Stones and stuff in the Avengers. Yeah. Here, they change it enough where you're just like, it's unnecessary. I, it, it always... 
See, and that I, I, I at least don't have that because all I know is what I get from, you know, I know Harley because I grew up watching Harley Quinn. I love that character because I love, I love the bubbliness and how fun and playful she is. And then those moments when, when it breaks and she become, and you just adore her, right? Um, so I only know her from that stuff. I don't know, like, I don't know the Enchantress from Adam. Um, most of the, I, I, if you go back to my review for, for, uh, uh, Assault on Arkham, I think I said, like, oh, they should just do this for the Suicide Squad movie, only, like, replace fucking Captain Boomerang, because he seems stupid. Uh, and even here, like, he's kind of useless. He throws two boomerangs, he doesn't really do anything. He is, but, but his character is isn't. Right, yeah. Um, you know, I thought, like, Killer Croc was kind of wasted. Oh, totally. Like, he really didn't do anything. I don't know. I I feel that there's a mo- way longer version of this movie out there yes. that needs to come out. And I that, that's what I mean, too, is the DC movies lately just reek of someone tampering with them constantly. Yeah. Oh, because it's like, I'm going to cut this. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut this. And I'm going to cut this. And then when I watch the ultimate edition of Batman Superman, I'm like, this is a good movie. Yeah. If they would have just left this movie alone. Right. I think it would have got better notices. I don't know, Brad, I don't know how you feel about it, but yeah, we uh, talked about it. I was like, yeah, I, well, I, I, I like the theatrical cut, but the, the ultimate edition just feels like a more cohesive movie. Yeah. And that's my biggest problem right now with the, the it, DC lineup is, they're trying so hard to build an uh, expanded universe, but they haven't earned the expanded universe. It's, it, it, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't want to be the, like, told you so guy. I kept saying every time I see a trailer, and now I'm doing it for Wonder Woman. Prove it. I mm-hmm. see cool trailers. When you can make a good movie, I'll be on board. But, it, uh, I mean, they clearly did it this time. Even though, and David Ayer is doing exactly what he should be doing, right? He is the opposite of Josh Trank. He, like every time something bad comes up, he's like, "No, it's my movie. It's my cut." Like, no, there, no, 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 no. Even though everybody who saw the movie yeah. two months ago says this is a totally different cut, and the movie I saw was really good because all the buzz for two months has been great, and then the movie comes out. I mean, that's what's so fascinating was that you know this movie is making like breaking records, selling stuff up front because the word of mouth was so good, and then like in the last three or four days before the movie launches the like the reviews start hitting online and they're just atrocious and you're like wait what what happened you know and it's why you get the 40 percent drop over the weekend and you know it's just well, it's a shame you talk about that friday to saturday thing yeah yeah I, no one's pointed out the fact that like friday includes thursday and thursday was 20 million Yes. So it's like 40 30 30 anyway. But it's it's a it's a prediction uh, it's a dropping prediction that they're making that prediction because the word of mouth on the movie is bad. People are pre-selling the tickets for f- Thursday Friday yeah. and it's doing really well and then it's not selling as much just organically on Saturday and Sunday. It shouldn't make 60 Friday or in or Saturday and Sunday. But it is predict they're they're predicting way lower than what they normally would have predicted if the movie were getting good reviews. People aren't going to see the movie. And it's going to happen next week, too. Like, the word... And and here's the thing. If it were just that the critics were being dicks about this movie, the way that people are are accusing, the word of mouth would be fine. Like, people would go see the movie and go, oh, no, the movie's good. And then more people would go see the movie. But that's not what's happening. I mean... Most people I've run into liked it, so... I I mean, and I'm I'm not trying, but here's... Here's what... uh, To... Uh, for to James' point, so Captain America: Civil War came out, right? Made seventy five million on Friday, including Thursday's thing. 
Saturday, 61 million, so an 18% drop, and then a 30% drop on Sunday. Right. It's because eventually people get the word that it's not living up to the hype, which DC can't, I don't know. I, I want it to be good. I do because I love the, I love Harley Quinn. I really do. Dude, can you imagine if they had taken the scene? This is what I like. Take the, take the kitchen, the, the dinner scene from Fury and then just make it all Suicide Squad characters. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I not be excited for a movie with this talent in it? Right, and these characters that some of whom I love, some of whom I don't know. Either way, it's a fun thing, right? Um, like, I I absolutely want this movie to be good. And honestly, part of why I was so pissed on on Saturday night was that I left the theater. I've had this long conversation with Henry and Rafe, and I'm like, shit, I can't open my mouth about this movie and say that I don't like it without somebody telling me that I don't like DC. Man, fuck you. <laughs> it's not that at all. I like stories. I never want to go into a movie and be disappointed. I like these characters, and I want you to make me like them. This movie is difficult the way that Galaxy or Guardians of the Galaxy is, right? And Guardians spends everybody, everybody like you know, gives that movie a hard time for having a shitty villain, and they should because that movie dedicates all of its time to making me like the characters. What do I have with Deadshot? Oh, he shoots a gun so well that he puts it th- the bullet through the exact same hole a bunch of times. And that this shot is, the, is so freaking hey, long. I'm a Marvel cool. I'm a Marvel guy and I'll I'll say it till the day I read DC comics too. Yeah. Marvel characters, heroes are better written than the DC ones. Yeah. So but, it's easier for them to and But that's fine in the comics. Here like you have to make saying, me though. like these characters. That's all I'm saying. And it's, it's, I would argue, especially after what I've heard about Batman versus Superman, I think there's a cut where I do. I think there's a cut. I mean, you know, and they, they even David Ayer had said that this movie was a, a really a Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and Diablo movie. Um, which man, can we talk about the end of Diablo? Um, the uh, I, I think that there's like all this these these tendrils that make me believe that yeah, it was. But what I got was weird and difficult to follow, and I didn't love those characters. And honestly, I would say. I think that Harley Quinn has one joke that's funny. And then most of the time she talks, it's groan-worthy. Um, either because mm-hmm. they were in the trailer, right? Like, oh, we're bad guys, right? Which, okay. She has um, a great ass, though. Holy cow. Sure. But, like, okay, <laughs> that's a killer app. Man, what? Who wrote that? Who wrote that's a killer app? And that's just the one I can remember because the rest of them I see, forgot here, immediately. Here's the thing that frustrates me about the film, too, is I do think Harley Quinn is fun in it. And I think the ending where she gets the Enchantress feels like it was the added uh, reshoots. Really? Because to me it feels like, oh, Harley's tracking so well, so we're going to make her be the one who cuts the heart out of the Enchantress, what it feels like to me. Yeah. Anyways, but there's still parts of me that... <coughs> See, because David Ayer is such a cool filmmaker. Yeah. When she's being rescued by the Joker and they have that cool scene when they're on the helicopter, I think it looks amazing. Yes. And I'm like, on board... Um, even when, at, when she's on the rope and yeah. she's doing the Cirque du Soleil stuff, I was like, that, "Hey, Harley's here!" Yeah, like, and that was oh, and awesome. It, it gets like, and that's what frustrates me too. Is at the end, she's in her cell, and then the Joker breaks in and rips off his helmet. It's all like this romantic sweeping thing, and I'm like, "He didn't I, have to rip off his helmet because they wrote yeah, his name on his chest." <laughs> I know, but it's still. I, uh, I, I think it's supposed to be a joke, and yeah, uh, and uh, and, and, does, and, and I'm like, I want to like, see, see the movie where. Joker and Harley take on Batman. I yeah. want to see that movie. Yeah. And I mean that they're this version of the Joker is like this 
loud, bombastic, like thug kind of Joker, which is you know, it's at least it's different, right? You 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 have again, to. You can't touch that character. So when you touch it, like you got to do something weird and different. You know, um, yeah, I, I think it was fine. Uh, yeah. I just I wish I had had time with that character, or I had had time with Harley, and in ways that were a bit more impacting than like. Here's here's this weird ethereal scene where they jump into acid, and it, yeah, but you know, I still think it's, I think it's shot cool, absolutely. Because I think even when she falls in, I think there's a great moment where it's uh, the Joker has a moment of being a human. Yes, like he pushes her in, and then he's he's walking away, and then he realizes he's going to go save her because he does care for this woman. Yeah, I think it's a really great scene. Yeah, so I know there's a great movie in here. Yes. Um, and I, I'm almost, I'm almost guaranteeing that if they release the movie that was supposed to come out, I might like it more. Yes, um, Brad, I've talked uh, unconvincingly about how I don't know how I feel about the movie. James despises it. Why don't you, why don't you be the uh, the control here and tell us uh, why people should see it? Um, well, first, I've been sitting here wondering if like maybe there's like this secret marketing ploy. Like, do they make more money by putting out a mediocre movie, but then make people interested in buying the ultimate cut because like that's like a 22 24 ticket um in a way yeah um, but i mean my argument against that is that if i didn't do this show i wouldn't go see their movies ever again i wouldn't go see one Woman. <laughs> if i if if i were if somebody knew, who, that was the plan no 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 i'm saying if i were some if i were a normal person who sees 10 movies a year right which is actually probably above normal but i don't know um, I'd love to see the stat on that, but still, if I see if I'm a normal person who sees ten movies a year, and I've spent two of those movies going to see because you know budget wise and all that, um, and I've spent two of those movies this year on Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad, Blu-rays completely aside, I don't go see Wonder Woman because when that movie comes out, I go well, okay, maybe I'll rent it, but the last two movies have been so disappointing. Like I, I would just. That's the thing. I, I I think the best marketing ploy is a good movie. Right. That's why I'm sitting here going like, is it? Is there a strategy I'm not seeing to, like, because yeah, that's a casual movie goer. But if there's a diehard DC fan who's like really excited about a movie and then pays to see it, yeah, and then is disappointed, but then they hear, oh, there's a better cut. You have to pay another twenty four dollars to see it. But this is, I mean, that it's it's Do mad. They make more money. No, because here's the, the thing. At the end of the day, all they care about is the dollars. You just use the Lord of the Rings thing. Go shoot one very fan servicey scene. It costs you, you know, uh, uh, fifty grand to shoot that scene, and then you throw that onto the Blu-ray as a special thing, and you still get those fans to go buy that Blu-ray. In fact, you probably get more because now, like the the normal people who saw it in theaters and liked it, buy the movie. I, I, I yeah. Know. But anyway, I I I had fun with it. I thought. Uh, you know, I know you, like, part of like enjoying the movie is like uh, liking the characters, but at yeah. the same time, I, it's a movie that the characters are villains. So it's like you also kind of need to not like them, otherwise, it's not the the characters that like it's not a different characterization than like a regular hero movie. Like part of the the thing they're selling is like this is different because they're villains; they're not heroes, so they need to retain villainous qualities but also still be likable. It's a hard balance to create. Yeah, but it's not it, it's it's only hard if you never let me spend quality time with those characters or give them anything to do or say. 
See, like um, when uh, which this movie does when Deadshot makes his turn to like being heroic, it felt a little like that's uncharacteristic. Like but, he should just go home. And the and the turn is when he doesn't shoot Harley. Yeah. Why does that scene even make sense? Why doesn't she just kill him? She kill him? No, no, no. Why doesn't Why doesn't Amanda Waller just kill him? He's clearly being defiant. She knows he's being defiant. He looks at her and says, "Sorry, I missed." In a way that is clearly, "I'm being defiant." She should just kill him. Right. Like the stakes go out of the room. Yeah, I right? know, but I'm not talking about that. I'm just I'm saying like. Um, I'm just, I, I, well, what I'm saying is that the moments when they try to make the characters. Um, have a turn, right? So yeah, yes, they are bad guys. Like, and Deadshot's a good example. He's a bad guy, though they also make him not a bad guy as much because he, he really loves his daughter, and either. he doesn't kill women and children. Um, but, but then when he has the turn, this like they they undermine maybe, the emotional impact of last, the scene. That was Thursday. Maybe it's not. It's maybe it's like when after Rick Flag kind of gives up or something. Like they're just oh yeah of... yeah he has a scene where he sort of encourages him um, but he also has a scene where he tells him that he should go slap his girlfriend's ass and tell her to cut that shit out um, which I feel like if I'm supposed to like the character maybe he shouldn't be a dumb sexist person like because that plan like it, uh, yeah anyway um, uh, anyway um, no, I, I I thought they were like I thought the characterizations were uh, pretty good. There, there's some dopiness to it. There's some stuff that doesn't make sense. But like yeah. at the end of the day, like I liked it more than I didn't like it. Yeah, it's not great. It's not the best DC movie. Um, it's not. And Margot Robbie's ass. Oh my yeah. gosh. And it's not a clear step in a definitive direction. But I also told Henry like I felt like my boy between Batman versus Superman and this, I feel like I'm just watching episodes of a long Netflix series, like really overproduced. This is the second episode, and it's like you're just peeking in on the, the entire DC universe, and this is just like this one <laughs> quick look. So things don't get wrapped up. Things, uh, you know, there's still threads that are going to be sure. you know, touched upon later. So, um, you know, I, I know there's like this traditional thinking of like a movie should be this, and it's got a, you know, it's a one time sitting and it's wrapped up. But I feel like the way media has evolved so far, like I wonder if someone at DC or, D, or Warner Brothers or DC, you know, treating it like you know, a Netflix series are really popular. Like, how do we translate that into an ongoing? Like, that was their template. Like, yeah, TV series work. How do we translate a series TV series into like drop the movie conventions and reform them into a movie series? Because sure. we don't want to copy Marvel's thing, where they start and end. But in, there's other movies that bring them all together. But I think. Maybe DC's plan is like they're just episodes. Yeah. So I don't know. Just a theory. It's funny. Speaking of Henry, he after the movie, he like we had had our conversation, and he he pauses and he, he's like, "I have a question for you." And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Who shoots down the helicopter?" Yeah. I'm guessing the Enchantress. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but it, but it's guns. But then the scene where they get guns is like later. She has the uh, the warrior guys. That she creates. Not, that I don't understand where they come but, from. But that scene is later. Yeah, I don't know where those guys got, how those guys get captured. That's what or I mean. Why. There's, there's plots holes in this film yeah. that have, have definitely have probably been shot and exist. I was what? reading an article what? today where there's like, and I'd even notice it, but they brought up all the shots in the trailer. A good, I don't know, fifty percent of the trailer Not shots the well, don't there's, exist in the movie. There's shots of the Joker where half his face is burned. Yeah, yeah. He's like there's clearly a whole story there. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Yeah. It, you, it, you can't. 
it's like they, they tamper too much with it. Yeah. It's, they should let them make the movies they want to make. I got a, I got another good one for you. Why does the government leave an explosive in the subway in case they come back for it sometime? What? Uh, uh, I, I, I like the scene at the end with Bruce Wayne. That was oh, fun. that was so badass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was good. Because the thing is, dude, Affleck is owning being Bruce Wayne. I'm, that should I, have been the first scene of the movie. Like, there's so many good ways to set up this story better. Ah, man. Sheesh. I, 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 see, it makes me excited for Affleck's Batman, because I think he's pretty good. If we I, get to it. Oh, they will. They're not going to get rid of Batman. Uh, well... <laughs> if the uh, next few DC movies yeah, tank, if, they might if, reboot. Yeah, I mean that bo- that movie comes out after two more of these movies, and yeah, if they but, can't pull yeah, off the one is, of them. Is, okay, but I, I would say, what does everybody love about Batman Superman? Batman. Batman. Batman as a character will never go away. True. So you don't. You, you, if you make a self-contained Batman story, I still think it'll be popular. Yeah, but I think the, a lot of the reason why I like Batman the most in Batman vs Superman is because I like Batman the most. Like that's what know, I mean. That's it, why he'll. You, you oh, could, that's why that movie will happen. Sure. That's why that movie. That movie will happen. Well, and I hope he goes to Arkham Asylum and just it's like Arkham Asylum fight. Why isn't that this movie? Uh, Basically, the animated one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, I will, I do like that uh, Harley Quinn killed Robin. I think that adds a new dynamic to the. Uh, you know, I haven't catch that. No, I did like immediately. No, when did they? Uh, it's when they're introducing Harley, and they did like the freeze frame. It's like Harley yeah. Quinn, aka Harleen Quinzel, oh. and it's like known for Those killing went by Robin. So fast, I didn't yeah. have time to read them. Oh yeah, no, they. Yeah. Were, yeah, I I was trying to figure out like, but yeah. Anyway, good anyway. stuff. Uh, next week, uh, Sausage Party. I think we're seeing. Yeah, or you I- see Pete's Dragon. I, I want to see like all three of the movies coming out this week because War Dogs is this week too, um, yeah. But I, I think Sausage Party is the main one, and then uh, yeah, um, and then is it is this week? I think this week is Henry's last week. I think so too. Yeah, um, he'll be going off to film school because he's de- he's him. he's definitely also seeing War Dogs because that's like his most anticipated movie uh, of the year. So cool. yeah, cool. Until next week. Ah ah. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Hey, that's pretty good. That was all right. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was such a waste of time because I'm just going to put the real one in. <laughs> that's fine. And then put both of them in and see if people can tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. Cool. Bye. Bye. Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrell for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast.